So remember that Eli had two sons and they were worthless men and they were bad priests. And Eli scolded them. He said, you better not do that. But he didn't discipline them. And he didn't stop them from being priests. And he didn't stop them from doing those wicked things. So God had told Eli that his family was going to die and he was going to have a different, God was going to pick a different priest. So, yep. So remember that Samuel was living in the temple because he had been dedicated to the Lord. So Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. Now in those days, it says the word of the Lord was rare. And what that means is that it was very rare that God would send his word to any prophet for the people. And there have been different times like that. So like we don't have prophets that God sends his word to like that today because he's given us all of his word in the Bible. But in Samuel's day, they, hadn't, they didn't have very much of the Bible. They really probably only had like Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and maybe the book of Joshua, probably the book of Joshua. That's probably it. They didn't have very much. So when God needed to bring his word to his people, he would send a prophet. But it wasn't happening very often. So Eli didn't have very good eyesight anymore because he was old. They didn't have glasses back then. And he, so he was lying down and the lamp was still on in the temple. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord near where the ark of God was. So the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel said, here I am. And he ran to Eli. And he said, here I am, Eli, because you called me. And Eli said, I didn't call you, lie down again. So he went and lay down again, like he's going to go to sleep, right? And the Lord called Samuel and said, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, because you called me. And he said, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now, Samuel did not know that the Lord was calling him because the word of the Lord hadn't been revealed to him yet. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, here I am because you did call me. And Eli realized that the Lord was calling Samuel. So he told Samuel, go lie down. And if the Lord calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his own place. And the Lord came and said, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Then the Lord told him what he was going to do about how he was going to discipline Eli and his family because of Eli's sons. And he told him how it was going to happen and that he was going to destroy his whole family. And so Samuel lay there until the morning and he opened the doors to the house of the Lord and he was afraid to tell Eli the vision that he had from the Lord because, well, it was bad news. He thought Eli would be mad. He wouldn't like it. But Eli called Samuel and he said, Samuel. And he said, here I am. And Eli said, what was it that God told you? Don't hide anything from me. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And Eli said, well, it's the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. So Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and God gave Samuel his word to speak and everyone in Israel knew that Samuel was a prophet of the Lord and the Lord appeared at Shiloh and revealed himself to Samuel to give his word to the people and that word came to all the people of Israel. Now, a day came 
when Israel went out to battle against the Philistines, and they encamped at a place called Ebenezer. While the Philistines were the Israelites' enemies, so they had to go fight against them. The Philistines encamped at Aphek, and the Israelites encamped at Ebenezer. Ebenezer means stone of help. So the Philistines drew up in a line against Israel, and they went to battle, and Israel was defeated. And they, about 4,000 men of the children of Israel fled. And when the people came to the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord defeated us today? Let's bring the ark. This was their idea. They thought, well, if we bring the ark of the covenant out to the battle, then that will mean that God will be with us, and that will mean that we'll win. So the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, carried the Ark of the Covenant into the battle. And when the Ark of the Covenant came into the camp, the Israelites shouted. They were really excited. They thought it meant they were going to win. It made the earth shake. They shouted so much. And when the Philistines heard that, they said, There's a, what does this shouting mean? The Lord has come to the camp. And the Philistines were afraid. They said, Woe is us. Nothing like this has happened before. We're going we're gonna to die. These are the gods who struck the Egyptians. So they went out to fight. And they fought. And Israel was defeated. And there was a great slaughter, and 30,000 foot soldiers of Israel fell. And the ark of God was captured. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, died. And a man from the battle ran to Shiloh and tore his clothes and put dirt on his head. And he arrived and saw Eli sitting in his chair waiting to hear the news. And when the man came, he told everything that had happened. Now, Eli was 98 years old. He was really, really old. And the man told Eli that he had come from the battle. And he said, how did it go? And he said, Israel was defeated and they were slaughtered and your two sons are dead and the ark of God has been captured. And Eli was so upset, he fell over and broke his neck and died. And his daughter-in-law, who is the wife of Phineas, was pregnant. She was about to give birth. And when she heard that the ark of God was captured, and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she gave birth, and they said, don't be afraid because you've born a son. But she didn't listen, and she said that she named the child Ichabod, because that means the glory has departed. For she said the glory has departed from Israel because the ark of, the God, of God had been captured. So that's pretty bad news all around. Sometimes people say, use the expression rock bottom. Hitting rock bottom means when things have gotten so bad they couldn't get any worse. Israel was defeated by the Philistines. A whole bunch of them died. The priests died. The Ark of God was captured. And that's why she said Ichabod. Samuel was alive. That's a good point. The Ark of God was captured. And the reason that that happened is that the people of... God did not tell them to bring the Ark of the Covenant into the battle. In fact, that was definitely something that they were not supposed to do. So what they were remembering is that a long time before, when they came into the land of Canaan, sometimes, the, well, they would carry the Ark of the Covenant before them. But God had told them to do that back then. And God would go with them. But now the Ark of the Covenant was supposed to be in the tabernacle and, in the, and then later in the temple. And they weren't supposed to just pick it up and carry it to the battle. God hadn't made them a promise. They were treating the Ark of the Covenant like some kind of good luck charm instead of this thing that God had given them. If God had told them to carry the Ark of the Covenant into the battle and they had done it, then they would have won because then they would have been trusting in God's promise. But instead, they were being superstitious. 
Superstitious is when. So superstition is when you trust in something that God hasn't promised. So like if you think that you can like pray to the devil, that's a superstition. If you think that like like throwing salt over your shoulder will protect you from bad luck, well that's superstition. Well, if you if you think that you have magic, that's superstition. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you can't trust in any of those things. But you can always trust in God's word. And that's what God's going to show the people. After Eli and Phineas, uh, Eli and Hophni and Phineas were destroyed. And the house of Eli was, was finished. Now the Lord is establishing his word through Samuel. And he's going to use his word to bring the people to trust in him. Instead of superstitions. Some other superstitions today would be like when people use like Ouija boards or think they can tell the future or they do something called astrology where they think that looking at the stars can tell them what's going to happen in their life. And it's all pretty dumb. And we don't need that because we have God's word. <laughs>